This is Robin Newman with Executive Medical. Welcome to the second episode of Sales on the Side. Is this a date or a sales call? My guest today is Dana Canfouche. Sales on the Side is sponsored by Galen Data, a cloud platform purpose-built for the medical device industry. Galen Data makes it easy to connect medical devices to an FDA-compliant cloud. Galen Data is ISO 13485 certified, and the Galen Cloud, hosted on AWS, is High Trust certified. For more information, please visit galendata.com. That's G-A-L-E-N-D-A-T-A. Please welcome my guest today, Dana Canfush. I'll get to, I said it wrong again, didn't I? It's it, no, Canfush. No, Can perfect. Fush. I know. I'm putting the fastest on the wrong syllable. I don't know. Right? <laughs> uh, I've known you forever, but in my defense, I met you as Dana Bridges almost you know, 15 years ago. So you and everybody else too. So trust me, it's much easier to say bridges. So I said, can I just be like share? Can I just be one name? Just Dana. So this Fine. is Dana. Uh, I will just get Dana. to some of her credentials, but on a personal note, I do want to mention that she is an avid golfer. Um, and, and I think <laughs> pretty good, right? You're a pretty good golfer. Um, you my moments, my moments of glory. Yeah. <laughs> That's what keeps us going back. Right. Absolutely. Same thing with sales. It, it's all the same. Yeah. Um, it's that one moment of just, you know, perfection that you're like, yes, it's mad. Coming back. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you love photography, which I've seen some of your work. Um, and oh, actually yeah. I'm looking at that hope sign behind you. And it reminds me of when I was writing with you one time and you were looking for letters in creative places. And I just thought that was so creative and beautiful. Um, You have a smart, sweet, amazing nine-year-old boy and your husband is a chef. I don't think I knew this. Uh, Does he cook for you all the time? What's that now? Does he cook for you all the time? You know, I wish he did. Um, You know, it's like the landscaper who has the worst yard in the neighborhood. You know, I tend to cook more than he does. Now he can make something out of nothing. He is a phenomenal chef and, and travels, you know, around the country and does, you know, large caters for large events. He's done the Super Bowl, um, wow. the F1 race in Miami, you know, helped out with the luxury suite. So yeah, he's, he is yeah, phenomenal. I can, he can, I can appreciate wanting to take a break though. I mean, I was a yes. dog trainer once upon a time. My dog is not perfectly <laughs> trained, you know, that's just right. Crazy, right? <laughs> I think at the friends episode where Rachel is hitting on the gynecologist and, and she asks him to go out for a coffee. And he's like, you know, sometimes after a long day, like, what do you do for a living? And she says, I serve coffee. He's like, at the end of the day, do you ever just look at a cup of coffee and think you never want to see another cup of coffee? <laughs> I think, well, that's a crappy that's situation. So, so, you know, that does actually move into our, our, our topic today. This is a data or sales call interactions with yeah. physicians. Although I've never had one quite that awkward. Um, Dana also has a degree in psychology, a master's in sports psychology, um, you've been an independent uh, medical device rep yeah. in this, you know, in the industry, in this space for almost 20 years. Yeah. Uh, what, what, was your, what was your original plan with, with your psychology, sports psychology degree, if you had one? I don't know. Yeah, I did. 20-something year olds had no idea. <laughs> I know. I did. No, I always liked psychology. I always liked, you know, people. I'm just, that's me to my core. And originally, I wanted to work with kids. And then the idea of working with you know, troubled kids, I just wouldn't be able to compartmentalize. I'd take it home with me and would be miserable. And um, so that's what kind of led me into sports psychology. So my goal was to work with kids and elite level athletes. 
But, you know, there are 26 million kids that participate in youth sports, and that's probably an old number, but there are volunteer opportunities. So it's not, you know, it's hard to pay the bills on a volunteer opportunity. So I just kind of, you know. That's profound, Dana. It's hard to pay the bills on a volunteer job. <laughs> volunteer salary, a little, a little tough. A little tough to make it be. So, you know, fortunately, even with my son now, I get to dabble in it and play, you know, with, you know, I stay in sports. I'm a huge sports fan in general. So I get to, I get to keep my foot in that. But yeah, I kind of stumbled into, to, you know, medical device sales. It's really kind of, you know, I was very fortunate. It was my golf course. I was working at a golf course out of graduate school and met a guy and got an imaging job in the medical imaging. Of course, I was like, hey, I like imaging. Sure. I like photography. And he's like, no, 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 medical imaging. I had no clue what that was. So yeah, my it was kind of a serendipitous trip. And then uh yeah, through networking made a connection and got into the device industry. So it's been a it's been an interesting ride. Yeah, I never as a you know a high schooler, I was like, Yeah, I think I'm gonna go into the device industry. That'll be great. I do think it's actually something people do aspire to. You know, I think some oh, absolutely. Yeah. people go into the world if they know they want to be in sales. That might be something yeah. they aspire to. But I was the same. I had an accidental, I, I literally tripped into the industry. So it's yeah. a happy accident. Don't get me wrong. But, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, been, it's been fantastic. Yeah. And, and you are an independent rep and have been your entire career. So can you just yeah. talk to me and, and we will get in the meat of our, our content today, but I just want you to talk to me just for a hot minute, what that means. Yeah. Cause most people, it's so funny because it, 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 it's just an odd anomaly in the, in the device world, but I represent multiple manufacturers. I worked with one company for oh gosh, 11 years and the owner was great about going out and getting product lines, but we help those companies that are small and don't have their own sales force. The Salesforce is extremely expensive and to hire somebody and then to pay them and pay their insurance and pay all, you know, it's, it's expensive. So, you know, I, I've called them the same specialties for years. So fortunately, you know, they get a small company who's got their widget and brings it to market. Their advantage is they get, you know, almost 20 years of experience and relationships. And that is, you know, a huge benefit for them. The benefit for me is that I get new toys. Now I'm the victim of my own success because I think at last count, um, I've had over 25 product lines that have been bought by the big companies. And, you know, they say, thank you for your help and sayonara. But the nice part is I've just, I have, you know, a tremendous amount of people that I know in the industry and I get approached about selling different products. And I, I'm in a, a great position to be able to say whether or not it fits. And I like, you know, add families of products that make sense and fit well together. But yeah, so I'm my own boss, which is great. You know, if I want to, you know, hey, can I have Friday off? Yes. You know, did you make your number? If people can't see what you're great. doing, you're doing the whole looking one way, looking the other way, like you're talking to yourself, <laughs> having a conversation. I love it. I love it. No, I and, and I'm in the same boat at this point. And it's fabulous. It's it's the best of all worlds. So that's amazing. I yeah. and I've known you really majority of your career yeah and and you know you you have you are one of the master of networkers and building relationships and and I think it's for you again I don't want to go on a tangent but it comes from a very genuine place and that's what's important um so all that being said why does this qualify you to talk to me about is this a date or a sales call uh you know admittedly when when kind of venturing into this podcast I was not shooting to have necessarily subject matter experts on each episode. There might be some in the future, but primarily I just want to have real people that I know and respect 
uh, that that might have something valuable to say on the topic and are not afraid. So, and you know, you don't have a corporate anybody to answer to who is going to get mad at you. I mean, I guess HR might make a complaint about you. I don't know, but you know, I'm you HR. Look to your left and say HR. Am I getting written up? And then look to your right and say, <laughs> nope, you're not. Okay, cool. So, uh, well, I, and, and before, just on that note, you know, my business card says president of you know my company name. And I laughed because I said, yeah, it sounds great that I'm the president of a company of one, but I'm also janitor. I'm also HR. So, yes, I I will have to talk to myself again. <laughs> I struggled with that when I was making my business cards for executive medical. They'd say, what are you going to put on there, CEO? And I said, I just feel silly putting CEO on a company that I'm the only person, you know, but I, I just, I go with owner, owner slash CEO, owner slash yeah. whatever. It's all, you know, it's it's our <laughs> business. It's our model. Uh, we can do what we want, right? Yeah, so definitely. on this topic, I want to throw out there, in a 2018 study conducted by uh, a, a firm called Murphy, Falcon Murphy, it's a law firm out of uh, Baltimore, um, disciplinary action for sexual misconduct had the most recorded instances among physicians, followed by massage therapists, which I have to say that doesn't surprise me that much, actually, but um, and registered nurses. Uh, note that their data was procured from the National Practitioner Data Bank, and I will reference that in the show notes. This is not going to be a study that goes across all, you know, this is not above and beyond all sexual yeah. misconduct cases by any means. But the only reason I throw that specific one out there that I that I tripped across is yeah. because you and I are in the medical device industry. You know, we're heavily entrenched in this. And yeah. this is, we're kind of talking as it is specific to our world, although this does happen across you know, all yeah. avenues, all all call points. I'm yeah. not going to throw anyone under the bus here. I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, any certain type of professional is more guilty than another. So I don't yeah. want that to be misconstrued. Um, but but I just use that example, like I said, because that's where you and I live. Yeah. I get political. We're not taking sides. Um, but just as mainly a discussion. Previously, if you heard the first episode, uh, Trade Show Secrets, it was kind of more of an interview format, a little bit more formal. With Dana uh, today, you know, her and I talked about, we talked about being a little bit more conversational, having more of a discussion about this. So I wanted to start kind of with that, you know, yeah. statistic, just because it it's it's not uncommon is all I'm getting at. And that is not necessarily misconduct as it relates to the sales, you know, individuals coming into hospitals that's just generally speaking so it could be internally yeah. you know against other colleagues employees whatever but just across the board um so i want to ask you dana when i told you what this topic was going to be yeah and i asked you, you know, my guest today what were your immediate thoughts there were a lot of things that came to mind i mean there just are because you you and i have seen impropriety you know, we go to conferences, we see people that, you know, they, they're separated from their spouse, meaning their spouse is at home and they're at the conference, you know, or we certainly see a lot of it. You know, there are people that, and I'm going to say people, because this is not just women who are mistreated, right? You know, there are men that have been mistreated as well in a sales environment. So, you know, when you're the sales rep walking into a hospital, you're at the mercy of some, you know, somebody else. And, and, you know, I can think of a woman who mistreated people and yeah. sexually harassed people. So there was sort of this, just a, a wide range of things that kept going through my mind. And I, I do come back to, I guess, some of the 
you know, and, and then you look at all the stuff that happened in the Hollywood industry, Harvey Weinstein, gotcha. you know, that, that conclude, you know, that trial recently as well. And I guess some of it, I come down to empowering yourself in an environment and, and we can delve into that a little bit more, but how can you take care of yourself? You know, you can't control other people. You can't control what other people, you know, have say or do. But where in that picture can you, if you're faced with a situation like this, how how do you provide the boundaries? How can you empower yourself to walk away, to get away, to do something different and take care of yourself too? So that there's just a whole lot that came to mind, but that, that really, that's kind of where I ended, you know, in terms of that. But it's it's getting beyond the victim mentality and taking control of what you need to and moving forward. But yeah, there was a whole <laughs> a and, lot. And, of, and that's what I mean by not getting political is that I don't, we're not going to talk about being a victim or, you know, appropriate yeah. ways to handle necessarily in terms of a legal standpoint. Yeah. I want to talk more about kind of the different side of it. And you're right. And that's kind of what I wanted to emote in people is that the right use of that word? I don't know. I want I wanted people to hear this topic. Is this a date or a sales call? And yes, you, yeah. you kind of giggle because, and why do you giggle? Because you have all these stories that start flooding through your head. Um, yeah. And it might've even been missteps you made. You know, I, I'm not yeah. going to say that I've, you know, I, I don't, I've never purposely done anything inappropriate. I will say that, but if I may have you know, made a comment that was taken differently than it should have been. And, yeah, you know, it's just, I'm a friendly person. So you know, it, it's when you're starting to build the rapport with whether it's a colleague or a client or a, a clinician or whoever the case may be in our industry, yeah. you know, you made a good point. You you can control your actions, not others. So you first and yeah. foremost, you know, you've got to kind of control your message and your narrative. Um, but beyond that, you know, when you're going to build rapport, you're uh, you're meeting all kinds of different people, people yeah. differently, um, whether they're Absolutely. male or female. You just get to know the person a little bit so you kind of understand their sense of humor. They, you understand yeah. how they communicate and you can control that narrative to an, to an extent. Um, but in that building report process, you're going to be friendly, right? Yeah. You might yeah. even you might even cross the line being a little flirtatious. What you don't want to do is get into suggestive. So there's, right. there's a fine line between friendly, flirtatious and suggestive. Absolutely. Um, you know, how do you navigate that? What, what does that mean to you, Dana? I just feel like you always want to have the conversation or you feel like, this is what I, I'll tell my son sometimes, just pretend that I'm sitting right there next to you and that I'm listening to what you're saying. So, you know, think about it. Is your husband sitting next to you and, and he's listening to this conversation? Are you going to have the same conversation with him sitting there? as, as you would with him, not, you know, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a gregarious person. I'm a friendly person. I'm a huggy person, but you're right. There, there is a line that you don't want to cross. You know, there's an element of you you have your integrity and your, you know, that's all you have as a sales rep. And, and when you cross into something that isn't where you need to be, you know, you got to be careful with those kind of situations and you don't want people to think of you in that light you don't want people to oh yeah no I know I know why she's got that business you know and and yeah and and to your point too especially as an independent rep for years working for yourself eventually 
you're building your brand. Absolutely. And, you know, I mentioned this at kind of the tail end of the last episode is, you know, what do you want that brand to look like? How yeah. do you get people to see you? And it's not yep. just about how you physically look. We'll get into that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's just as much about how you carry yourself and how you communicate. Um, you don't have to be a stuffy professional, you know, 24 seven. You you can yeah. absolutely relax, be yourself. But if, yeah. you are, if you cuss like a sailor and you're crossing that line all the time, maybe rein it in a little bit, you know. Yeah. Check yourself. Yeah. I like your advice. It's your uh, grandmother. It's your grandmother. Right. It's not. It's not the devil and the angel on your shoulder. It's your husband and your mother. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, but, your, your mom, you know, your child. You know, I can't. Yes. I can't, my I can't mom. Tell. Best piece of advice my mom ever gave me was: if it's too bad to tell your mother, it's too bad to do. And yes. I literally live by that. I will yes. say, when I was younger, I probably told her more than she needed to know or wanted to know, just because I thought it was okay if I told her that I did it. Yeah. Um, but, 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 you know, I think that's, that's a good way to look at it is if you're really not sure, is this okay? Is this not okay? I don't know, especially if you're newer to the industry. I mean, you know, the young new, and then maybe not even some are young, just late breaking into the industry late or whatever industry. Yeah. Um, you know, you got, you got to read the situation and understand if it's going a place you don't want it to go, figure out how to get out of there, um, really fast. And, and And we talked a little bit about Sorry, go ahead. Well, and, and it's funny because um, the medical industry, the medical, if you walk into an OR, they have just historically, you know, you, you, you have a patient that had back pain and they're in their mid 40s and they come in and they're riddled with cancer and they're, they die a week later. You know, we hear stories and stories and stories of and, and just awful, sad things that happen. So there is some levity that people bring to that environment you know, that, that is probably self-preservation, you know, yeah. and to go through a global pandemic where, you know, death and destruction is everywhere. I think you have to have some levity in there, but you make a good point of reading the room. And there are things that people get insulted by a lot faster than before, you know, so it's, it's just important. There's a balance in there too, you know, of, oh. of being respectful of others that are in the room. You know, and I'll say I've made jokes, too. I'm sure that my grandmother wouldn't appreciate, you know, (laughs) I won't tell. Um, Please don't tell. tell. She doesn't know how to work her computer. So she can't find this podcast. (laughs) You you bring a good point to light, though, because you don't know what you're walking into. That just because you end up in a situation that makes you uncomfortable, that doesn't mean that, that it's specific to a person or, you know, even a, even that place, it could yeah. be, something just happened. A lot of people use humor as a defense mechanism. You know, it's, and, and I, there's an entire there. podcast out there by a friend of mine, yeah, catheter jockeys, and they use a lot of humor, you know, to, to kind of get through the day. Uh, and I don't know what that's like. I'm, yeah. I'm fortunate enough to be on the side of the industry where I am shielded from that. And I have nothing but admiration from people in that, in, in this industry yeah. who are yeah. in the trenches day to day. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. So yes, there can be some humor, some some comic relief, or whatever the case may be. But again, circling back to we have to control that yeah. narrative in a sense, you know. Yeah, and that's that's always been my way of approaching it. I'll tell you a story of you know I was at a, a conference, big event, and we were getting ready to take a group picture, and a physician was standing next to me, and of course we're all facing forward, but somehow his hand got a little lower than it should have, and like full on. On my, on groupage, 
Um, I'm going to say ass. It's going to be, it's going to be labeled explicit, Dana. So I'm going to say ass. He was grabbing your ass. You're you're a little bit more proper than I am, but. No, it's a nine-year-old. It's just, I always tell him, dad, he, there are daddy words, but he said, I said, does mom say them? And he said, no. So I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm going to I won't. I won't talk it's about recorded. what my five-year-old repeats from me. <laughs> um, but anyways, full-on grope, getting this picture taken. So I'm surprised my eyes weren't like this big in the. My the- eyes are getting this big. I'm sitting here going, my gosh, it's size of saucers right now. I can't believe that's pretty bold, really. Oh, it's bad, and then it gets worse because a, a younger uh, coworker of mine, or you know, uh, was on the other side, and he chose to do the same thing to her too oh so she was this. yeah sorry i don't want to cut you off because two i have two questions that relate to this okay <laughs> yeah. yeah the first question is how did you handle it so i i tend to handle it with humor and she did not she was completely insulted and up in arms i have to deal with this person she doesn't so, but moving forward, I just looked at, I, you know, not in front of everybody. I didn't call them out, but I said, I don't think Mrs. So-and-so would appreciate the extra little, uh, you know, attention that you're giving me, you know? So I just tried to make light of it, but I, in, in other words, I'm using humor, but I'm basically saying, don't. Not okay. Me. Yeah. Not okay. You addressed, it. Not you addressed okay. it head on, but in a very dignified way, which was more respect than he gave you. But that's, I think, yeah. like you said, you know, this is your industry. This is your brand. This is, this is your world. So you and I'm gonna still see have him to be again. careful. Right. Yeah. About how you I'm going to see thing. him. Um, I'm see him again. So it's, it's placing the boundaries of that's not okay. Don't, don't do that. boundaries. Yeah. And, and uh, unless you want me to deck you the next time you do it. And then that's the picture. Do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the kids, you know, you got to elevate, you give them the warning, you know, yeah. if yeah. you to look like this, keep doing it. And no. then you have to execute. So, Absolutely. you know, Dana, you promised yeah. to deck him. You should deck him. Um, I know. If it continues, I just want to be there to see that. <laughs> so notice I've never been in a situation where I'm right next to him anymore. So that's me controlling me. I'm like, I know, I know what you got going on here. I'm going to stay away from you. That is a great plan. And the second question I had. Yeah. And we touched on this a little bit. What were you wearing? Let's not trying to get you know weird here. We're not on a 900 call, but <laughs> <laughs> what were you wearing, Dana? <laughs> it was it was a very uh, dressy event. So I was wearing a more of an evening type gown, not not really gown, but a nice a nice dress. Okay. Um, I, I, and I, you know, I'm not. It was not, Listen, and then I'm not victim blaming here. Okay, first no, of all, I know you're not. Oh, I, I, that's not why I asked that. I, I, no. I know you know that, but I want to make sure everybody else hearing this knows this. That is not my take at all. I asked yeah. for a reason, so bear with me here. We'll get to the point. <laughs> I want to start with that. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it was just a, it was a regular nice dress. Okay. It wasn't anything, you know, uh, suggestive, short, uh, overflowing. You know. Anyway, so yes, it was just you, you didn't have anything hanging out the bottom that shouldn't be essentially. So correct. It wasn't um, like you were trying to assist or popping out the top line. for that matter. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, so what I'm not- getting at. Yeah, no, what I'm getting at, and I'm sure you know where this is going, Dana. Yeah. Um, again, I mentioned it briefly on the previous episode, but it again comes back to this and heavily relates to this topic is that yeah. you know, you are in a professional setting ultimately, and whether it's a sanctioned, you know, 
meeting where you're wearing a full-on business suit or dress, yeah. or the case may be, or yeah. it's a after hours event at a conference or a trade show, um, you know, which might be a little more relaxed. But right. you've got to be aware that how you dress is going to attract a certain type of attention. So yeah. listen, it's on you. You dress how you want. I'm not yeah. going to tell a person how to dress or what to wear. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've probably worn some things that are kind of walk that line. And in my defense, I will say one of the things that I wore recently, I I didn't realize that it walked that line because it, <laughs> it it had like a V-neck uh, type design. And I luckily I did have a sweater that I brought that I literally buttoned up. It didn't look great, but I'm like, I can't have this. Well, later I discovered yeah. I was taking the dress off because it's brand new. It actually had a snap on it that would have oh. remedied that whole situation. But I'm searching for safety pins, anything that would yeah. that gap, yeah. Yeah. you know? And because I, it's just, you know, it's great if you're comfortable. It's not, it's not even that the dress made me uncomfortable. I felt really good in it. It was more yeah. about how do I want to present myself? Do I want people looking at my face when they're talking to me or do I want them looking right. a little lower than that? And it, yeah. and it is, it's just something we have to deal with as people, yeah. not just sales professionals, as people. And yeah. You do, you know, you have to strive to present yourself in a certain way if you want to be taken seriously as a professional. So, yeah, I, I mean, what are your thoughts? I it's and I, I mean, I certainly have gone to my dance, had my dance club days in you know college and grad school, and I certainly dressed a little bit, you know, like I was going clubbing. But those outfits don't translate well to a business setting, and and. It, I love, that's a great line. You're going to, people will treat you how you dress. And, and my example is, you know, you've got black hair and black nails and a black outfit and black makeup. And, and you go, I don't want people to look at me and think I'm God or, you know, you're emo. I'm like, well, but that's how you're dressing. So you really, you do project an image, whether you want to or not. And well said, you have the freedom to wear what you want to wear, but if you want to be respected and dressed in a respectful manner and 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 yeah i mean it's fun to look nice at a conference but these are all people you're going to deal with again and again and again over the course of your career yeah and you know we've all we've all seen the people and it's great you know you, you got great assets and you want to show them off and you want to look nice that's great but there's it goes back to that line that when you're crossing that line of you know can you wear that outfit going clubbing? Then yeah, you probably shouldn't wear it to a medical conference. You know, I mean, that's not, that's where we're going to say, no, you know, dress how you want to be treated. Yeah. And I don't want, I don't want people to go, Oh, well, you know, you saw that outfit she was wearing. Yeah. So, yeah well, that so. means game on. <laughs> right. Right. And then you just, I don't know, it just changes the dynamic too. You know, yeah. it's, I, it, just, it, it just does, unfortunately. And I don't think we need to dwell on that. I think that that's probably enough said. And I think very well, yeah. said, you know, uh, it's just something just to keep in mind. And, you know, I have a hard enough time packing for really oh, anything. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> it is. I always bring a hundred <laughs> options. And, um, but, uh, but, you know, I, I kind of want to circle back into how to handle these situations. Yeah. Uh, first, uh, let's pause for a second. I want to uh, uh, give a shout out, a word from our sponsor. Sales on the Side is sponsored by Galen Data, a cloud platform purpose-built for the medical device industry. Galen Data makes it easy to connect medical devices to an FDA-compliant cloud. Galen Data is ISO 13485 certified, and the Galen Cloud, hosted on AWS, is High Trust certified. For more information, please visit galendata.com. 
That's G-A-L-E-N-D-A-T-A dot com. All right. So, Dana, you mentioned that this other individual who experienced the same situation actually did handle it in a more aggressive manner. You handled it a little bit more gracefully. Um, you know, as far as within a facility, I, I personally, I've had a situation where a physician actually asked me to go to an, an on-call room. And if you don't know what that means, watch Grey's Anatomy any episode, any time. All right. I don't, I'm not going to get into what that means. I was, first of all, there had been no, almost no interaction with this physician and myself. And yeah. certainly nothing that was private or even flirtatious. Yeah. Uh, I'd met yeah. a creature. We were following up on the lead and I went out in the, in the hallway to get my business card and he followed me out there and just literally just said it like that. Yeah. And yeah. you want to go, I, I can tell you how I handled it, but what, what would you yeah. say? What would you say, Dana? What would you say in that instant? Um, no, thanks. And then go back in the room. <laughs> or, well, I might be a little bit floored if someone was that bold, but it was you bold. Kind of want to go, you kind of want to ask, you know what I did? You know what my gut, my gut reaction was and actually came out of my mouth like word vomit. I said, yeah. do people actually do that? Or do, does that work? Has that been right, successful? Right. And it's shocking that you'd he's be like, that bold. Like, seriously, he's like, seriously. Uh, and I just paused for a second. And to your point, I'm hoping to do business with this hospital. Yeah. And I looked at him, I said, I'm very flattered, whether I am or not. Yeah. Very flattered. I'm yeah. very happily married. Yeah. And even if I wasn't, I don't dip my pen in the company ink. <laughs> um, so thank well, you for the compliment. And, you know, just kind of walked away. And he but, pers- but he, he tried to persist even after that. And yeah. said, oh, you weren't going home tonight. And I said, look, again, respectfully, no. And, and, you know, I mean, he did yeah. get the message, obviously he didn't, I mean, he didn't do anything inappropriate as far as like, but it was the words. I'm, I can't believe you're that bold. Right. Yeah, that that's doesn't happen that often, pretty it, shocking. you know, and we had no rapport. I mean, there was no yeah. previous working relation, nothing. So yeah. it was really kind of bizarre caught me off guard. Um, yeah. Probably a little more uncomfortable when I got groped in a hospital in New York city by some random four foot 11 woman in an elevator who was just another patron in the hospital. We're, we're writing down the hospital. The, there's like 30 people packed in this elevator. And I hear, I literally feel something tickling at my rear end. And oh. I thought it was just someone's bag rubbing against me. Long and short of it, we go to walk out of the elevator and I look behind me and she's got this little sly smile on her face, little corner turned up and looking at me and the rep was behind her. They, we all walk out and they said, did you see that? She's like, yes, I saw that. And I said, oh my God, I'm so glad somebody witnessed it because I thought I was imagining it. And had it not been somebody so unimposing and intrusive or you know threatening, I might've handled it in some way. But instead I thought, you know what? That might've made her day a little better. So I let it go. It's like, who, why do you, why who does that, this right? Okay. right? Who does this? Who right? does this? So anyway... <laughs> I think my point is, and to your point, you've got to find a way to handle the situation. And this is male or female. This is not specific to yeah. people. This is specific to anybody who finds herself in the situation. Yeah. I think that my advice personally, I mean, you could make a big deal out of it. You could make a scene. You know, do what, do, listen, do what you do. Do yeah. this is your brand. This is what you want to do. Here's how I would handle it. And I think yeah. to a degree, you don't want to encourage, you know, any, whatever the activity is. Right. Um, 
but you also want to try not to offend them, even though they have offended you. Right. Um, that's no, kind of my point with this. How I reacted to that yeah. guy. I said, look, I'm, I'm flattered. That was a lie. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to offend him. I don't want to say, look, even if I was single and available and not trying to sell you something. Yeah, let's go to no, because that wouldn't happen either. But right. But, you know, there's ways to handle it with grace and dignity, um, preserving right. your, own, your own integrity and brand without and, making them feel and, like a complete idiot. And, and keeping that boundary, you know, yeah. like, no, this is not okay. And I'm not going to take you up on this. And I'm sorry you think this is a good idea, but no. But, but you, again, you handled it by saying no. And you walked away from the situation. You know, it didn't implode and. You know, which again, if it, if it continue, I don't know. I mean, it's there. There are bigger things that can happen with this, but I think handling it at that point, saying no, whether it's with humor, or grace, or whatever, walking, getting away from the situation is really important. Self preservation. You take care of yourself in that scenario, whatever that looks like. Well, you know? some may object. Oh well, you might kill the opportunity. And I'm thinking, look, if me, if me denying okay. your advances kills the opportunity, I don't want that opportunity. Well said. And that's you know, I've got a there are a couple reps in this industry that have very small territories, and and not everybody will buy from you. Not and then just won't. And I said, if you know, if, if this was the only place, and I'll, I'll an example um, was a woman who was a was horrible about sexually harassing male reps. And she treated the female reps like crap. She called me honey and baby and dear to my face and then backstabbed me. And and my very bad joke was that, you know, I could have the cure for cancer and she wouldn't buy it. Yeah. So I just, I didn't go to that place. I did not, I was like, I'm not going to subject myself to that. And and I guess if you are in a W-2 situation, I mean, it's a very clear conversation with a manager. Yeah. Like, I don't feel safe. I don't feel respected. And she's not going to buy from me. And so chances you are, you're not the first one to bring no. it up. And that's no. the thing you got to remember. It's like any tough conversation in yeah. business in general, sales, yeah. whatever the case may be. If it's happening to you, whatever it may be. Right. Probably happening to a number of other people. It's not going to yeah. be the first time it's brought up where it shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, and if they don't know if there's a problem, they can't fix it. So I, right. yeah, I agree hundred percent. So uh gosh we've we've kind of been all over the place um i i do i i do think we do need to kind of squeeze it all back together kind of yeah. you know hit some main points we've talked about how to you know how to handle these situations how to carry yourself how to control an interaction right the variables you can't control which is which are only your own obviously right um you know I, I don't know do you have any final thoughts what are your final thoughts dana i any when we first talked about this the word really that came to mind at the end of the day is empowerment you know what is your as a rep I want to be known as a good rep I want to be known as a resource I want to be known as somebody who cares about my customers cares about the patients but the empowerment piece of that is what's important and I think the bigger picture of that is that taking responsibility for your actions you know, making sure what you're putting out there, are you dressing appropriately? Are you doing, are you doing the things you should be doing? And, and yeah, there are going to be people that you interact with that aren't doing what they should be doing, but managing that, setting the boundaries for that, but taking responsibility for what you can control. You know, that's where, that's where you can take this. I feel like that's the ultimate message here is that it's, you know, it's just an important thing to remember 
that, you know, empower yourself to, to deal with these situations or get yourself out of a situation, you know, where, where it's not comfortable, you know, and, and that's important. I, I, if, if somebody expects me to do something I don't want to do, and that's the only way I'm getting a sale, I'm going somewhere else yeah. or I'll get another job. There's, there are other jobs, you know, if it's an unhealthy environment, there's, there's, but that's on me to say, I'm going to empower myself to get out of a situation one way or the other, you know, and whether I deal with humor or whether I just, I love your example of oh, thanks, but no thanks. And getting away from that. I just think that's an important part of this discussion. And, and I do want to kind of drive home too. there's, there's no victim blaming here. So especially, no, not at all. I think the examples that we're talking about are definitely on, um, I don't want to put it on a scale, but they're of a lesser degree than what a lot of, of people have experienced Correct. in a lot of really awful situations. So here's the thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the situation you're in, every situation is different. So I don't want to sound like I'm discounting or, um, you know, lessening or, you know, anything that anybody's gone through because we're not right. at all. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has their own story. And there might have been situations that you didn't create that had that happened. And that's right. not your fault. So I don't I agree with empowering yourself. And that's 100. But when you say that, I do want to clarify. It's not about, oh, well, if you didn't do this, this wouldn't happen to you. Right. Well no, said. that's not yeah. what we're saying at no. all. No. Even, if you, even if you dress suggestively and you're doing Correct. some quote unquote inappropriate things, that doesn't make it okay for someone to to do the things they're doing at all. I, I just yeah. to get kind of serious there. I just can't drive that home enough. Um, this is more about how to control the things you can you can control. Right. Absolutely. And then, and then as far as handling anything more serious, this is definitely not the podcast you, 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 you need to reference as far as that's concerned. Right. But, you know, kind of just on the lighter side a little bit, even though it is a very serious topic. And, you know, my thought is, is again, to your point, what you do on your own time is your business. Some people will be like, oh, well, it's nobody's business what I do. What you do in your own time is your business. Yeah. Right? As long as you don't make what you do on your own time, your business. So well said. You've, you've got you've to find a way. Not, I mean, be yourself. You can still be yourself, whatever that looks like. Right. You just have kind of different levels. And I don't even say different versions. I'm different levels of myself, I think. I don't know, you've yeah. been a long time. You've seen me in different situations, um, kind of different levels of myself. Um, so it's something you can do. Uh, so yeah, so gosh, thank you so much, Dana. This has been yeah. so much fun. Thank um, you. You know, I I just I, I respect you, you know, highly, and and just appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know you're very very busy. Uh, we're recording the day after Christmas, so you know, finish <laughs> off the holidays. We we look all nice and rested and camera ready. And um, so so in closing, uh, as as a format, I will continue going forward. I am going to throw one last slice of sales pie knowledge on you here. As a young professional, I was once told, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. So if you want to be a professional, taken seriously, uh, you might want to leave those club and clothes and those pretty women, pretty woman, high heel, you know, thigh high boots, <laughs> right where they lay in that closet. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, move forward accordingly. So on that note, um, thanks again and it's been great catching you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. This has been fun.
Absolutely. It's not hard for you and I just to have a conversation. I love it. I know we could talk for days and and, and I'm, I'm trying to keep an eye on my time here to keep this all squeezed in. Um, so everybody, thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. I'm Robin Newman, your host. Uh, remember, there may always be a sales on the side angle. So let's 86 the BS. I would also appreciate if you could rate, review, subscribe, do all those things. Um, I am currently on Spotify and Apple. Um, or however you might be listening on this pod, podcast on, you know, a website or something along those lines. <laughs> Still learning all those fancy uh, avenues. Uh, sales on the side can also be found on all your social or most your social media outlets. Um, you know, if you could like, follow, comment, uh, you know, share on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all those things. And uh, you can also email me with show ideas at hot topics. H-O-T-T-O-P-I-C-S at salesontheside.com. Uh, or if you want to be a sponsor, if you want to be in that uh, that group with a good old Galen Data, uh, my very first sponsor, you can email me at support at salesontheside.com. Please tune in next time for a discussion on can you break into this business or will this business break you? I'm Robin Newman with Executive Medical, and this has been Sales on the Side. 